This is episode number 7 of The Inspiring Talk with entrepreneur and author Kiruba Sankar. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. Guys, my guest for the day, Kiruba Sankar, is an entrepreneur, speaker, author, a fellow podcaster, and a farmer. He is the CEO of Business Blogging, a social media consultant firm. He also has Bakshna Farms, a farming venture, and a book publishing house. He has authored five books and has been a technology columnist for newspapers such as Business Standard, Financial Express, and the New Indian Express. He has worked with leading brands such as British Council, Domino's Pizza, the Hindu Newspaper Group among others. He is one of the Asia's foremost expert in digital strategies, enriched with decades of work experience in the online space. He runs various projects catering to diverse interests such as Kiruba TV, Kiruba FM, Spawns, etc. He is passionate about comics, antiques, vinyl records, business cars, running, cycling, rowing, traveling and blogging. In this episode we talk about what it takes to quit the rat race of 9 to 5 job how can one follow his passion and start his entrepreneurial journey how was kiruba able to quit his job and go all in into his entrepreneurial dream why kiruba loves podcasting and lot more guys make sure you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com/07 and make sure to subscribe and leave review to the inspiring talk podcast if you are listening from apple podcast or google play music reviews and ratings contribute in the show ranking and are highly appreciated this episode is brought to you by audible get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at theinspiringtalk.com/audible that is a u d i b l e over 180000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player i just got free audiobook of the autobiography of benjamin franklin which i enjoy listening on my way to office to download your free audiobook today go to theinspiringtalk.com for aslas audible without further ado let me welcome the one and only kiruba sankar Welcome guys it gives me immense pleasure in having Kiruba Sankar with me here hi Kiruba welcome to the inspiring talk thank you very much for joining me hey thank you so much bajay for inviting me so kiruba before we proceed further would you please give us a little glimpse on your personal life oh absolutely so i wear three hats um, one is i'm an a digital entrepreneur where we consult for corporate companies on digital strategies and we execute the strategies for them um the second hat that i wear is that i'm a professor of digital marketing i've been teaching for the last 17 years so i teach uh, what i love and which is digital and social the third hat what i wear is is that of a farmer i run an organic farm um which i go to over the weekends and so that's what i do so these are the three things that keeps me occupied uh kiruba you are an entrepreneur educator podcaster and farmer how do you balance these all the trick is to marry a very understanding wife <laughs> <laughs> okay 
So um, I've, I've always believed that um, if you are passionate about whatever you do, um, you will find a way to get them done. You will find the time to get them done. So um, so that's what I truly believe in. Um, out of all these different professions that you have at present, if you were to choose only one for the rest of your life, which one would you choose and why? I would choose a profession that gives me flexibility of time and choice. That would be my answer because uh, one of the biggest things, biggest positives in my life actually happened when I quit the rat race, when I quit the nine to five job. It is only when I stopped being an employee uh, did I really started to savor life and did I really started to blossom as a professional. Uh, being your own boss and running your own business gives you the flexibility for you to do the things that you truly love and to do them at a time that you find it more co- convenient. So um, the answer to your question would be to pick up a profession that gives me freedom of flexibility and time. Uh, so why do you believe it is uh, necessary to have at least one passion that not necessarily is, uh, you know, making you money, but uh, keeps you happy? Because um, that's what gives you inner joy. Um, you know, unfortunately, what happens is uh, wh- what you're passionate about need not necessarily earn you the money. That would be the ideal uh, juxtaposition, which is, Uh, doing something that you absolutely love and there are people willing to pay you for it. I mean, that would be the most ideal scenario. But unfortunately, many of us may not be gifted that way. Uh, So we have to make a living working something we may not like. Um, If that is the case, then you should always allocate some time in your life to do things that gives you inner joy and uh, soul satisfaction. And that's the reason why you should have... um, a passion project yeah it's uh you know there's nothing better than working for things you love and working on the uh, things that gives you inner joy even if you are not making money that keeps you on track that keeps you going forward uh, but there are many people who don't know what their passion is and are not very excited about life how can they find their passion um, is to surround themselves with people who are uh, who really seem to have a lot of happiness in them uh, surround yourself with people who um, who are very genuine, um, not necessarily rich, not necessarily successful, but genuine. I think th- that's one thing that I've found, that the more people that you connect with who are better than you, then almost automatically your self-worth and your self-esteem uh, takes an upswing. So that's what I would I would recommend. Surround yourself with positive people, people on the same uh, frequency that you are vibrating on, on the people uh, that have uh, bigger goals as you have. That's very powerful inside. And even Jim Rohn says you are an average of five people you surround yourself with. That is very powerful. And also, you know, there are people who know what they are passionate about, but they are too afraid to take that up and make it big and make it their thing. What would be your suggestion to those people who know that they have that particular passion, but they are not able to take that up? Sure. So my my advice would be to take it small, but work on it on a steady manner. Let me give you an example in my in my own case. Um, I always wanted to have a farm 
and I wanted to do farming. But then I had a full-time job. I have to earn to feed my family. I had to earn to feed my kids. So what do I do? Then, um, then you start small by allocating half a day in a week and starting off with a one acre of land and slowly build yourself uh, up. And that's exactly what happened to me. So, um, you know, it's it's not um, a, a quick project for you to really do. You don't have to stress yourself. Uh, you We have all the time in the world. So start small, but keep pecking at it, keep working on it on a regular basis. And then, you know what, after, after some time, suddenly you will find that, uh, you know, the project that you were really fearful you were able to um, sway it um, and and get it your way very very easily. So that would be my advice: slow and steady, but keep on it. Smaller daily action adds up to humongous result over time. That's very powerful. Uh, so I want to go back to your first step in this journey. Since you have come a long uh, long way, I'm just curious to know, you know, how did it all started? You were working on a nine to five job and gave that up to start working for yourself. Take us there uh, to the first decision or the first step that you have taken that changed your life. The first step that changed my life was when I started to um, come across a website called Scriptlands. It's a site almost like freelancer.com or upwork.com. That's very popular now. Mm-hmm. So that gave me an opportunity to pitch for projects that I can actually do in the evenings and also over the weekends. And slowly I started to find that I can I can have supplemental income. And over a period of time, uh, this income started to be uh, fairly sufficient enough for me to um, gather my guts um, and to put in my papers and come out, knowing very well that you know, my family will not starve, that I don't, I don't have to worry. So I think that was the, the moonlighting was a, was a very powerful step for me to step out of a nine to five job and get into entrepreneurship. Wow, that's amazing that uh, you were able to, you know, quit your uh, nine to five job, that rat race, and then again, you know, come back uh, to work for yourself. And what happened thereafter? Like, you know, uh, once you have taken that step, now you are able to, let's say, make income that is equivalent or even more than what you were earning on your uh, nine to five job. Uh, What did you do that? I mean, uh, do after that? Did you quit that right mm-hmm. away? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, without doubt. So you you got to understand that it took me about uh, almost 12 years of working in the corporate life for me to figure out um, this, this beautiful option of being on your own. So um, uh, clearly being on your own gives you um, gives you much more power for you to follow multiple projects because if you're working in a company, then you're morally bound with that company. You cannot work with a competing company. You cannot work on multiple jobs. Right? It's, it's against the ethics. That's what you sign on the dotted line when you take up the job offer. But when you're a consultant and when you're running your own company, it's perfectly okay to work on multiple projects, which also means you get multiple streams of uh, revenue means you're probably earning far better, far more than what you were earning in a nine to five job. So so that's the that's a big, big thing that I really found. Another huge plus point that I found was that um, you're when, when, when you're in a job, um, you're at the mercy of the job. You're at the mercy of that one person called the boss or your senior manager, uh, because if you 
um, soil the relationship with that person, then you lose a job, then you're out in the street and it puts a lot of pressure on you. But when you have 15 clients, right? Um, so you you have this amazing self-confidence and you're not worried about one person. So if a client, client comes and acts funny with you and makes you do things that you don't enjoy, you can happily walk away from it. Right, because you have 14 other clients that are uh, that are paying you well, so it also gives you um, an amazing sense sense of confidence for you to take on life. Wow, I just love what you uh, said. You know, if uh, there are 15 clients of yours, and if one jump away, you have 14 other left. But when your boss kicks you out, you are on the street. I love that. What do you think uh, stops a lot of people uh, from taking action? I think just the insecurity. Um, you know, it's it's almost like jumping into the deep end of a swimming pool. The fear is always, oh my goodness, what if I drown? Mm. Um, but 99% of the people, they jump in, they will find a way to stay afloat. Um, and they will learn to learn uh, swimming very quickly. So same thing with life. I think it is just that uncertainty. Um, plus, um, you know, working for a job and getting a regular salary also puts you in a state of lull in a state of comfort mm -hmm. when you're already um, when you have that comfortable life then why would you want to get into a life that is full of uncertainty right so i think that's what stops many people from uh, from taking the hard route is that the fear of failure uh, or you know uh, they are too afraid that what if i drown and fail i think that's uh, i also believe that you know that's uh, one thing uh, that stop people from taking actions it's also the fear of um, it's the fear of taboo mm -hmm. it's the fear of what others think it's the fear of what the society will will make out of you um so you know because india as a society actually comes very hard on failure uh, people look down upon people who fail um so people don't want to be seen as as failure i think that's that's the greater intimidation for uh, people to step into entrepreneurship yeah, I kind of stop talking about, you know, uh, the priming that we have on our brain. And I mean, uh, we have been talking this on almost all of my episode uh, of this podcast that we are talking about the upbringing that we have, you know, the society, what uh, society is uh, feeding us on. And uh, and that, that, you know, the way that we are grown in our culture. And that obviously is, you know, contributing to that kind of fear that we have in back of our mind. So you are now ultra productive, you know, doing things that are valuable to you and making impact in the society and living life to the fullest. But I'm sure that things were uh, always not on your side. What I'm referring to is the biggest obstacle or challenge that you might have faced in your life. Please share with my audience about the worst moment in your success journey. Oh, I have lots. In fact, one of the things I recently did was my uh, my failure resume, where I listed down all my biggest failures in life, um, and and I put it out. Um, so one, I really, I, yes, I did. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, you should probably put a link to that in the show notes. Um, it's 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 called the uh, failure yeah, I resume. Definitely will do that. Um, so. Um, exactly about a month after my first daughter was born, um, I was fired from my job. Um, in a job that you have been doing exceedingly well and in a job where you've been working for almost a decade for no fault of yours, just because the economy mm -hmm. sank, um, the company had to face hard times and they had to let people go. 
So for uh, for doing a good job and performing well, you get fired, and and, and it really hurts you. Um, and it it starts to um, it starts to really pain you from deep inside. And I remember when my boss, a person that I deeply respected, um, when when he broke the news, um, I had tears down my eyes. Um, and he said that, hey, Kiruba, um, it, I know this is going to pain a lot right now, but trust me, this will make you a stronger person. I never understood the meaning of those words. Uh, but boy, um, did that make me a man out of me or what? Um, it's just phenomenal, you know. Um, so these these failures and these hard times actually um, toughens you up so much that it actually makes you ready for the real world for you to take tougher uh, tougher challenges. So so things like that. So um, an, another incident that happened to me was when I signed up for uh, a fairly big project um, from London, and um, uh, it, it was a British client, and here we are uh, sitting out of Chennai, and we have just taken on this project. In fact, um, this was a dedicated delivery center. Uh, I had hired um, lots of people. I had taken up an exclusive office only for this client. Then we had worked on this uh, day and night on this project, and we successfully delivered. And then the client absconded, uh, just into, into vanished into the thin air. Um, so we lost a lot of money, um, um, you know, almost about 10 lakhs um, in, in a few months we uh, we lost. And, uh, you know, for a for a small time entrepreneur, that is a lot of money. That is a huge money. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. that hit very hard. Um, but you know what? The beauty is that um, you're down and dusted. But um, after about a year, you're back in the running. Right. You figure a way out. You come out. Um, that is that teaches a lot of valuable lessons. You are far more careful when dealing with contracts. You do your uh, uh, proper background check. So with every failure, I've noticed that you become a better person and you become a sh- sharper, wiser person. So that's the way I look at failures. Yeah, I think that uh, that is very important to you know uh, take lessons from your failures. Uh, if you make the same mistake again, then there is no point uh, in uh, you know going down to dust and again making to making the same mistake but yes taking lesson from your mistake is equally important uh, and even more important than learning from your own mistakes is to learn mistakes um, others of mistake. others yeah so that's why uh, we are putting together an event called fail camp it's a one day event um, where hundreds of people come together and the event is to celebrate failure where people oh. openly come and talk about where they failed how they failed but importantly what they learned and how they became a better person so um, we we really really celebrate failure in the at this event wow i think uh, this culture of uh, celebrating failures should be you know more prompt or you know more popular the way we celebrate our success because you know those people who are trying those people who are putting their foot out are the people who fail and i think we should cherish our failures as much as we do success I really love that, but I have never heard, you know, uh, something like failure camp. What you just said, and you know, failure resume. I'm, I'm so, um, you know, keen in uh, going out there and checking your link and learning more about that myself. Sure. Uh, yep. So, uh, you know, in life we have situations where we need to make hard choices. Uh, how do we make these choices? Like, uh, because we are not sure which choice should we make and sometimes we take too long to take decisions and make choices that ultimately stops us from our biggest possible growth. 
So the answer to that was beautifully said by Anand Mahindra. You know, much like how you do an um, an interview based podcast, um, I, I um, run a leadership podcast myself, and I got Anand Mahindra. Uh, the chairman of Mahindra's and Mahindra, and I asked him almost a similar question. Mm-hmm. And his answer um, beautifully resonated with me. He said, the biggest mistake that we do is in delaying a decision. Um, so no matter what decision, whether, you know, when you have two choices and you have to make one of two choices, the mistake actually we do is in actually uh, delaying and and trying to rationalize, which is the best choice to make and taking a lot more time. I think that's what really comes back, come, comes back to bite you. Um, so sh- sharp people, successful business people actually go by their gut. They go by their um, instinct and they go take a decision. And then they back themselves thoroughly behind that decision. I think that's what I would do as well. Yeah, I think that's powerful going with your instinct. So you have achieved so many things in your life. You must be proud of everything that you have achieved. But if there is one thing that you are, you know, most proud of out of all your achievements, what would that be? Um, sure. It's a great question. Um, accepting that, I don't think I've achieved much in life. Uh, this is the start. You know, one of the things that really, really uh, comes to my mind is when Steve Jobs came back to uh, Apple the second time around, he ensured that um, all the old computers that were put on display were packed and taken to uh, the godown, right? Uh, he said that all trophies and all awards that you won, pack them up out of sight. Because he says that never dwell upon what you've achieved. Your focus should always be on what you want to uh, do further. So so similarly, even, you know, the achievements, I don't, I'm not sure they can really categorize them as achievements. Those are high points in life. But I think, um, you know, the, the, the biggest portion of the life is yet to come. And we have lots more uh, to do. So that aside, your question was, what would be uh, the biggest achievements? Or in my own words, what are the high points in my life? Um, there are a few. Right? Uh, so one of it um, is, um, and, I, and I truly mean it, I think it makes a huge difference in a person's life, uh, getting a life partner who, um, who you are completely in line with, a person that um, that completely resonates with your own style, uh, that you care for each other, but importantly, you also give enough space for each other to grow. I think that makes a huge difference. I've known very successful people in the professional life actually lead a very, um, very low life because you know they, their personal life is in shatters. So I think it's very important for a person to be successful, to be also happy when he or she comes back home. So that is something that I would I would give a lot of importance. So I'm really, really gifted that way uh, to find a life partner. I have two beautiful um, daughters. Um, you know, they, they one of them just entered uh, teens and, uh, you know, um, to see them really shape up uh, to become um, young adults and to become very, very um, independent young adults is something that gives a lot of joy. Wow! A second thing that I'm I'm really really happy is to is to get in a culture within the organization of uh, of self leadership. So one of the things that I really take a lot of pride um, in the organization that I run is we do not have policing. We do not have people going in, you know, managers going and checking, hey, has this person done his job? Hey, send me your daily report. 
Um, you know, we don't have that culture at all because we, right in the beginning, we've ensured that, hey, if, if you're taking on this job, then it's completely, you're the boss of the job. So you decide how to get it done. You decide when to get it done, but get it done. So so that kind of that, um, that without supervision, getting the work done and getting people thoroughly involved in their job is something that I take a lot of, lot of pride. Yeah, I think uh, that's a very powerful culture that one can, uh, you know, imbibe in uh, their organization, having that open culture, not putting pressure on people. And that's, you know, really hard to do or tough to achieve. But yes, if uh, any organization can do that and motivate people in that manner, then that would be really amazing thing to see. So I, I, I think that you uh, are doing it really well and you are setting the trend on that. Let's switch a gear to Kiruba Sankar as a podcaster. So what is it that you enjoy most about this person? Ability for you to listen to things when you want, where you want and how you want it. Um, the freedom that podcast gives you. Um, and more importantly, the ability for you to get into very niche levels of, uh, of subject matter is something that you can never expect it from a broadcast medium like a like a TV or a radio. Um, you know, for example, one of the podcasts that I do um, is called First Book Podcast, where this podcast is only meant for people whose life aspiration is to author their first book. So we speak with the best-selling authors and ask them how they cracked their first book and how did they become an author. So look at that. It is not just about authors. It's not just about books. It's about authors who wrote their you know, her books. This is a podcast that is very specifically for people who want to write their first book. You know how, you know, it's, it's like super niche and, you know, and I can name about a hundred other podcasts that really, really adhere to very specific uh, subjects. And I think that's the, the beauty of podcasts. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that also fascinates me about podcast is, you know, it's uh, simplicity and, you know, it's mobility. You can you could be listening, you know, wherever you are, you could be driving, you could be cleaning, you could be cooking or I mean, you could be doing anything. And I think that's the power of podcast as a medium. Uh, so you have interviewed and spoken to so many high performers from around the globe, be it for your book, blog or podcast. What do you think drives them or fuels them? these people, these high performers? I think just um, passion for excellence. Um, many of the people that I spoke with are, of course, very, very successful in life, meaning that they're all very rich. Um, but, you know, as a, as a human being, um, there is only so much that you can have through money, right? Beyond a certain levels, um, you know, it is money is not the driver. Surprisingly, that's what I've found. Um, you know, and for them, it is the this is the critical thing of uh, being very good at what they're doing, constantly improving in their line of work, um, where competition disappears, where they're not competing with anyone else, but they're competing with themselves to become better. Um, you know, day by day. So I think those are things that I've really, really found. Um, surprisingly, amongst all the super achievers that I've I've had a chance to meet with, you know, these are billionaires. They are these are um, you know Olympic gold medal winners. These are Oscar award winners, and all these people for them, um, surprisingly, 
in the initial stages of their career, sure, money was a huge driving factor. But in the level that they are in, money no longer is is on top of priority, but it's just that their, their sheer um, excellence and their, and their thirst for improvement is what really drives them. Wow, being best of yourself is something that drives these people. And I think, you know, when you have that fire within you uh, to be the best version of yourself every single day, I think that pulls them out of their bed every single day. The point, you know, with this question that I also wanted to bring out is, you know, podcast is very powerful medium for you to, you know, get an opportunity to interact with these highly influential people who otherwise, you know, would not be sparing two minutes of their time with you. But when you have your podcast and when you approach them as a podcast host, they would be more than happy to, you know, connect with you and learn with you. So this is how you grow your network when you have your podcast. So that's the one thing that's, you know, another thing that I love about podcast. So uh, what was the one opportunity or the biggest one your podcast brought to you? Please share if you have something on your mind. Sure. Um, it was a, a fabulous opportunity for me to speak with Jimmy Wales, the founder of Wikipedia, and to really talk about how um, his journey started and how he built the world's fifth biggest website. Wow. Um, how he made it into a beautiful crowdsource platform. You know, opportunities like that don't come um, very often. Um, you know, um, podcasts have taken me um, have taken me abroad to other cities as well. Um, in fact, in exactly about uh, 10 days time from now, I'm off to Singapore to go interview a bunch of uh, achievers uh, out there, best-selling authors. So I'm very, very um, grateful for uh, podcast as a medium for opening the doors. And now, you know, podcasts are not as fancy and as popular as blogging and YouTube here in our part. What do you think is it that stops a lot of people from starting their own podcast? You know, much like how um, I think we as Indians are a little shy of uh, camera, especially we, uh, video camera. I think that's where it really stems from. We are so um, nice behind the camera, but, but the second I think a camera is shown at us, we become self-conscious. Um, we start to worry about how others will judge us. Um, we don't want to come across as someone uh, half-boiled and half-prepared. I think that's what is really holding people back. But, you know, the the way how to become better is to make a lot of mistakes. The way to become great is by making um, fool of yourself multiple times, right? So as kids, um, we, we all never came out of the womb and started running, correct? So we, we crawled and we wobbled and then we walked and then we started to run. So similarly... People should have the patience and the, and the long-term vision for them to really succeed in the podcasting space. Yeah, it's tough, it's challenging, and it's not as fancy as other medium. But yes, it's fun as long as you are you have passion for spreading your message out there and inspiring people and touching lives of people and uh, you know uh, going deep on uh, and learn something from influencer in your space. Podcasting is one very powerful medium. And as, as Kiruba rightly said, just come out. Nobody was perfect on their first episode. We become better as we uh, record our episode after episode. That's how we grow and uh, that's how we learn things. So what do you think is today's biggest challenge to podcasters like you and me? Distribution, getting listenership. 
getting more people know about us, uh, getting people know about our guests and about our show and uh, subscribing and listening regularly. I think that's the biggest challenge. So how can we come out of those challenges if you have, uh, you know, tried a couple of things and uh, you found that, okay, these things worked for me and I think that this is going to work for you as well? I think the trick is to piggyback on a larger medium. Um, so I found that when I started my podcast and I was on my own, um, sure enough, it, it grew, it grew organically. But I noticed a big difference when I, after I tied up with the Hindu business line, which is India's, you know, one of the most uh, prestigious business newspapers. And then I started to see the numbers really grow up. Um, and I started to see those started to open far easily as well. So I think uh, piggybacking on a larger medium, bigger medium, um, will do the trick in um, in ensuring that you have bigger, better distribution. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, going with the mainstream media would be one thing that uh, could benefit us. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough, as you said, like, you know, getting across your initial network and taking your podcast to large number of people with limited resources that you have and, you know, limited network that you have is really difficult. And by the way, uh, international podcast day is round the corner it's on 30th of september there's a lot of you know celebration uh, starting around the world and i think that we should be also be creating some kind of you know hyper here in our buzz on social network and so that we can aware more and more people about this powerful media and bring more people on the platform uh, so that we can you know grow this uh, medium together so if you could give only one reason why a lot of people should be podcasting? What would that one reason be? For the love of your job, for the love of one passion that you're, you deeply care. It's a great opportunity for you um, to story tell. And it's a great opportunity for you to network with people who are passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about as well. That's so powerful for the love of your passion. Guys, I'm excited for enlightening round and you should be as well. But before that, here's a small request for you. If you love listening to this podcast, make sure you like the Inspiring Talk Facebook page for latest updates. You can find the show on Facebook by the name The Inspiring Talk. And you can find link for all the resources mentioned in this episode, such as books, website, programs, or people on the show notes of this episode by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 07. That is theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 07. Don't forget to leave a comment there on what you think about this episode. So, Kiruba, are you excited for the enlightening round? Super excited, Bijay. Wow, I love that energy from my guests. So, Kiruba, what inspires you to do everything that you do? The passion to live a multitude life, you know, much like how an octopus has eight legs and then starts to seamlessly um, work its way around. Um, I feel that a person really thrives if he's able to exercise um, the multiple parts of uh, one's brain and uh, their passion as well. And that's what uh, gives me joy. Uh, not to do just one thing and then die doing that, but I want to experience various parts, um, whether it is farming, whether it is authoring books, whether it is podcasting, whether it is in digital media. So I want to make sure that I, I deeply love what I do and I also excel in each one of them. Which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for your success? 
which is writing down the night before you sleep uh, what you want to do the next day and then before going to sleep is to just check how you perform for that day which one book according to you or maybe couple of books according to you is must read for everyone seeking to improve their life a book called anything you want written by derek sivers it's a beautiful uh, small book it's about 65 pages or so but it's written by an entrepreneur who was uh, built um, a startup right from scratch and then he sold it off to amazon and then he donated all the 22 million dollars to a charity and then he writes this book about 40 important lessons that he has learned out of that experience if you were to start this success journey all over again what are those three things that you would have done differently one um i would definitely have jumped into entrepreneurship far quicker than before i would not have waited for 12 years of corporate life to have done it um second um i would not feel bad um not um competing well and not winning things well because um we always blossom much later in life so it's okay to fail uh the third one is the importance of ensuring that you you keep saving money right from when you were young um uh, money is important for you to lead a well balanced life so the sooner you get into the habit of saving the better it is wow that was amazing insights out there so here's a last question for you and let let us suppose you have got a chance to send one tweet to each of 7.5 billion people in this entire world and that tweet is going to be seen by each of these people and i'm sure you would like to give one biggest lesson you have learned for yourself through your experiences ups and downs in life what would that 140 character long message be eventually we will all die so let's make the most of the life and live a life true to our heart eventually we will die and let's live a life that's true to our heart that was very powerful kirua we have come to an end of this interview i'm so glad that you made it here and i'm so glad that i got this opportunity to record this interview with you so before i say goodbye can you please share where can people find more about you and learn more from you and if there is anything that you'd like to share with our listeners that we have not discussed yet take it away oh the best place to find me will be uh, you go to google and just type in kiruba that's k i r u b a it it will lead you to my website kiruba.com and going to my site you will have all the other links to my facebook to my linkedin to my twitter to my to my resume to my failure resume to my podcast to my books that's the best way to do that guys Kiruba Sankar is a digital marketing expert guy. He is social marketing guy. So he is everywhere. You can find him on every platform. Make sure you connect with him and learn more from him. I have linked everything that on the show notes of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 07. That is theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 07. Go ahead, guys, and check out his books. He has already authored five books and he is writing down two other books. So go and check him out. Thank you Kiruva thank you very much for being on the show I really appreciate that Oh thank you Vijay and thank you for those lovely questions you definitely came in well prepared 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed listening to this, make sure to share this with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com for us last 07. And also don't forget to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss interviews with successful and inspiring icons every week. There are some tweetables on the show notes. Make sure to tweet them by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 07. And don't forget to tag me at the red BJ Speaks on Twitter. And to finish this, guys, as Kiruba rightly said, our life is too short and we all will eventually die. Why not live every moment as our best and pursue bigger dreams and leave doing things that we love and are true to our heart? Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next. And now, go out there and do something inspiring.